Welcome to Ask the Pastors, a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask your questions and receive biblically grounded, pastorally sensitive answers from our pastoral staff. My name is Brian. I'm your host and pastor of worship. I'm joined by our lead pastor, Will. Hey, guys. And our pastor of youth and connections, Thad. Hey, everyone. So today we're going to be addressing a question from an anonymous listener. The question is, what happens to Christians when we die before the second coming? Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. But what is paradise at this point? Paul said that when Christ returns, the dead in Christ will be raised first. So are we dead until then? So we thought this would be a great question to discuss in light of last Sunday's sermon from Ecclesiastes chapter 9 on death and its inevitability. It's important to consider what happens when we die for all of us, but as Christians, what happens when we die? So we're going to be answering that question today. What happens to Christians when we die? Thad, do you want to start us off? Yeah, uh, I think this is uh, a really interesting question when you take what Jesus says to the thief on the cross and you compare it to other passages of Scripture, uh, like we read in 1 Thessalonians 4, of the Lord is coming for those who have fallen asleep. And there's a variety of different understandings of what this intermediate state may look like. Um, For those who have passed on, uh, who have died, who have gone to the other side, and we use all these different languages in in a way to bring us comfort because death is a scary thing for all of us. So to get to the question, what does it mean for Jesus to say to the thief, you will be with me in paradise? Uh, For believers... Death is to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. We read in Second mm. Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. So we are also always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away with the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. And we'd rather be away from the body and home with the Lord. In this state, some theologians refer to it as the intermediate state of where our spirits, our souls are separated from our physical bodies and are then instantly with God. They are in this heavenly place that for all believers, those who have put their faith and trust in Christ are with God. Uh, And the same is also true that those who have not put their faith and trust in God, their bodies are put into the ground and start to decay and their spirits are gone away to a place of separation from God. That's, uh, I think, a helpful way when we're discussing being with God and being away from God that, yes, heaven has all these wonderful things about it that we read in Revelation of streets of gold and beautiful things, but we miss out on discussing the most important aspect of that and that is being with God so when one passes away one dies uh, the sleeping metaphor is that our physical bodies like Paul references in first Thessalonians 4 is that's what our bodies look like when one dies it looks like one is sleeping and our souls go to be with God 
And at the same time, when we read of this resurrecting of the bodies from the dead, that is when we who are believers receive our new glorified bodies and are with God when Christ returns and we experience the new heavens and the new earth. So that's that's, that's kind of my my summary of the question, how I think about it in light of some of these other passages that talk about sleeping and raising of bodies and are we just asleep or what does it look like? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I distill it down to. Yeah. yeah. Will, anything to add? Well, that's good. I um, apologize for any redundancy here, but yeah, there really, there's, I've got sort of uh, six maybe key texts to consider uh, on it. And you already mentioned that, I think uh, at least, you know, two or three of them. Um, So yeah, apologize for redundancy, but um, I like how, I like, I know I've referenced a number of times on our, our podcast, one of my favorite sites, gotquestions.org. Um, I like how they frame up this this whole question as well um, and, and conversation. Um, they, uh, they, they put it this way, within the Christian faith, there is a significant amount of confusion regarding what happens after death. And obviously the fact that we were asked this question for the podcast um, points to that, that at least mm-hmm. amongst some of our folks here at West Hills that there's some confusion based on some of these different texts mm-hmm. that that's re- referenced, you know, uh, the, the, the specific to that, the question asking her, ask her, um, to us re- references is, uh, Luke 23, uh, 42 and 43, um, where Jesus says to the, the thief on the cross, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Uh, today you'll be with me in paradise. And then how do you, how do you, uh, reconcile that with yeah texts like First Thessalonians four um, that that talks about the dead in Christ who will rise future tense and this is even again after Jesus's death and resurrection this is Paul writing um, years later so how do you reconcile that so anyway there's confusion so they uh, article says some hold that after death everyone sleeps until the final judgment after which everyone will be sent to heaven or hell. Others believe that at the moment of death, people are instantly judged and sent to their eternal destinations. Still others claim that when people die, their souls or spirits are sent to a, quote, temporary heaven or hell to await the final resurrection, the final judgment, and then the finality of their eternal destination. So what exactly does the Bible say happens after death? So then they're, they're first passing an answer first. For the believer in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that after death, believers' soul spirits are taken to heaven because their sins are forgiven by having received Christ as their Savior, uh, John 3.16. For believers, death is to be away, as Thad referenced this one as well from 2 Corinthians 5. For believers, death is to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. And that's, you referenced um, or read for us verses 6 through 8, but that whole really verses one through eight is mm. such a beautiful reassuring passage let me just read quickly verses one one through eight the whole the wider context there second corinthians five for we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed we have a building from god mm. a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens so even the analogy that Paul employs here, like a tent is obviously it's, it's temporary, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a piece of canvas. It's very, 
again, we're going through Ecclesiastes. It's talking about how our lives are hevel. They're, they're transitory. They're, they're very temporary. Um, but you think of a building and you think of permanence. And so <laughs> if, if the tent of this earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, not made with hands, um, eternal in the heavens. Uh, and, and again, you think of not made with hands. You think of, we talked last week about sex and uh, a man and a woman loving one another and hands getting involved in flesh. And so that's, you know, our, these tents that we're in down here on our earthly bodies, to a certain extent, were made through, you know, hands and anatomy touching and whatever. But we look forward to a building from God that is eternal, that's not perishable, that's not skin in the same way, you know, that can't be um decomposing and, and and passing away for in this tent verse 2 we groan longing to put on our heavenly dwelling mm-hmm. if indeed yeah. we put it on we may not be found naked so even that you think about okay well it, it, that he sort of you think about naked sort of answers this question of uh is is or is it just this disembodied soul um and i think that whole naked thing he's pointing to, you know, no, we're, we're, we're going to have our souls, souls aren't going to be naked. We're going to have bodies, but they're going to be glorified bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we'll get to that in a bit, but for a while we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed. So it's not like we're going to have less than bodies one day. We're going to have more than by like glorified bodies. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still going to be, uh, you're still going to be Brian. I'm still going to be Will. You're still going to be Thad. We're still going to be differentiated. We're going to look different. And we're going to look like ourselves in some sense. We're going to be able to, you know, you think about all the passages in Scripture where Jesus says, you know, people are going to come from all over to sit by, you know, Jacob and sit sit by um, these you know, famous believers of old in heaven. Um, so we're going to recognize yeah. people in heaven, I think. Um, but anyway, he, he says... Uh, but we be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. So, hmm. you know, we're, we're living these more mortal lives down here. We are subject to death. We're mortal. Um, but one day through death and through the resurrection of the dead, that's going to be swallowed up by life. You think of eternal life just overcoming this little glimpse of transitory life that we have and experience here uh, in this life right now. He says then, he, uh, verse 5, He who has prepared us for this very thing is God. So God is the one preparing us for immortality, mm-hmm. who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. And then that great part that Faraday read, we know that while we're at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. Um, we'd rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So there's there's two options. Right? There's So any I think the thing, principle we can pull out there is there's not like, you know, well, we can be here or we can be with the Lord, or maybe it's this third, you know, purgatory or you know, however you in, envision mm-hmm. some sort of limbo or uh, status. No, uh, Paul's saying, I think clearly when I'm not here in the body, I'm going to be at home with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like that thief on the cross. Jesus promised him, not, you know, one day you'll be with me in paradise, but today 
when you pass and I pass, we're going to be together in heaven together. So it's certain. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. promise. So anyway, going back now to um, to the the Got Questions article, they try and again explain why there's the confusion. They say for believers, death is to be away from the body and with home, at home with the Lord. However, passages like First Corinthians fifteen. And 1 Thessalonians 4 that that Thad referenced describe believers being resurrected and given glorified bodies. Alluded to that already. Hmm. Um, And so let me just read those two passages quickly. 1 Corinthians 15. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. Twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound. Dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall all be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable. This mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, the mortal puts on immortality. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Similar um, glimpse ahead. First Thessalonians 4, the wider passage that alluded to. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are un- who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do ha- who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. And here is verse uh, 16 that our question asker referenced in their question. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command. Now, even the beginning of the verse here is tipping us off that, there has to be an intermediate state because mm-hmm. Christ has not descended from heaven with a cry of command and the voice of the archangel and the sound of the trumpet of God. That hasn't sure. happened yet. So for those of us who have lived and will die in the 2,000 years since Jesus and since all this was written and before at some point, you know, who knows, TBD into the future until this sound of the trumpet and Christ returns, um, uh, that that's that's got to be talking about this in, intermediate state. But then he, he, he verse sixteen ends with "and the dead in Christ will rise first. So that's the verse that our question asker referenced. How do I how do I hold together Jesus' promise? Today you will be with me in paradise. If over here Paul says the dead will will rise future tense first, and I think the short again short answer to that question is souls go to heaven, mm-hmm. bodies go to the grave. One day, when Jesus returns, our soul will be reunified with a resurrected, glorified body that will rise first from the dead. And he, and then Paul finishes in First Thessalonians four seventeen. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So it's just, uh, it's just, uh, you know, who's first in line kind of thing, like. Uh, we get reunified with our resurrected, glorified bodies on on the last day um, before the rapture happens, and those who are left get rapture to come up and meet the Lord in the air. And again, that's a whole other uh, ask the pastors question about there's going to be a meeting how in the, the air. <laughs> how the how the rapture there will be a meeting, yeah, timeline and when it ha- and all that. What a sight that would be is yeah, is another. Mm-hmm. So the question, but um, yeah, so that's that's uh, two different two different kind of things going on there. 
But then Paul finishes with, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Right. That we should not weep for those who have gone before us in death because they are with God. Right. And we can be encouraged knowing that whether or not Christ returns or we too die, that we will be with Christ, those who are in Christ, but also that he is coming back for us. So there is a great encouragement in asking of this question of what happens. We shouldn't weep for those who have died before us, who believed in Christ, because they are with Christ. Yeah, we don't grieve as those without hope, mm-hmm. like he says. Yeah. And and one more verse on, on this that I want to throw into the mix that I think is just, again, a beautiful encouragement. Philippians 1, 21 through 23, where Paul writes, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Paul says, look, I'm whether he was you know, sick, he's in prison at the point, obviously. He's, he's not sure if he's going to get the death sentence or what, what's going to happen. But Paul says, um, if, if I stay here in the flesh, in the body, literally, um, then that means fruitful labor. That means I get to go on evangelizing, discipling, planting churches, um, spreading the kingdom. That means God still isn't done with me yet. He's still got more ministry for me to accomplish. He says, yet which shall I choose? I cannot tell. Verse 23, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire, Paul's like, off the record, if I'm honest, is to depart and be with Christ. For that is far better, he says. And so, again, there's a duality there. There's there's no question in Paul's mind uh, about some sort of limbo or purgatory or... Yeah, Am I just going a, to make it? Yeah, or, or, or just like a, a temporary sort of loss of consciousness. Maybe you're just unconscious in this timeless sort of inner space until, you know, and then you're revived, your consciousness is revived. None of that. It's no, no. If I'm not here in the flesh, I'm going to be with Christ, mm-hmm. and that's far better. And that's where I, where I want to be, if I'm honest. But while I'm here, I'm going to keep getting after it for the sake of, of the kingdom. So. Yeah. I think that's just another, another. Uh, oh, you think of Acts seven fifty nine, as they were stoning Stephen, first Christian martyr. He called out, "Lord Jesus, receive my spirit." It wasn't, "Lord Jesus, I hope you come quickly so that I can be revived and then I can be with you." It was, I mean, he's like probably half dead, like half conscious, you know, whatever. And through the Holy Spirit inspiring him, he's able to to see. You know the, the the heavens part, and he sees Jesus standing in his glory, and he's he's halfway there, he's halfway dead, and he cries out, "Receive my spirit!" And he's, it's like that transition um, of his of his body giving up his spirit to go be with the Lord. So um, anyway, and you you this could get in maybe to a little bit paranormal. We don't want to touch, but you hear those stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we've all heard those stories of people in the hospice room in the hospital room whatever with the loved one families got around last minutes last moments few breaths and you know they take that lot one long last you know exhale and that's it and i've again gets into speculation whatever i've i've heard stories of people just seeing you know weird things feeling weird phenomena in that sort of a sacred moment with someone whose soul is departing 
from their body, huh. you know, um, and, and is that just, again, soul's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. We'll talk about this maybe more in next week's podcast. We, we preview at the end, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're certainly, we're spiritual creatures too, mm-hmm. and, and we're in touch with spiritual realities. And so the idea of, um, of your soul, like departing from your body and in real time, like that's, uh, I've actually, uh, I've actually never, never been there for that. Um, I, I pray, I, I actually look forward to that, you know, as a pastor, one of those like, um, rare kind of, I don't know, sacred moments that we get to maybe be a part of, mm-hmm. you know, that the yeah. family of a believer invites you into as a pastor to be there, to help pray over and read scripture and, you know, but, um, I can only imagine again, just the, the mixed emotions, mm-hmm. like you said, that of yes, grief and sorrows we talked about with Ecclesiastes nine on Sunday, but also the joy of knowing that this soul, mm-hmm. even as there's the, the, uh, just the almost, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be a horrifying thing, you know, to see, and I have seen, you know, dead bodies of humans, but to see that soulless, lifeless body there, this shell, um, and yet, I don't know what a, what a bizarre, um, divided heart sort of thing but mm-hmm. all that to all that to say um that's that's where we're going to be the, the short mm-hmm. answer to the question of where we where, if you're a true believer you're going to be in heaven and quick maybe quick follow-up if you are not a believer you will immediately be in hell mm-hmm. i think that the um the uh concomitant truth there uh so it is as it is with heaven, so it is with, with hell as well. That um, And we know all the, the resurrection of the body stuff um, is, is going to be true of those who will be in hell as well. You know, that uh, Jesus talks in the Gospel of John about, you know, I come back, you know, I'm going to speak and all the dead will rise. All the dead will mm-hmm. rise. And so all those bodies of all the, you know, both the the believers and the unbelievers are coming back. You know, ours will be glorified bodies. I don't, it begs the question, this is a little bit beyond the context of scripture, but will those who are going to be raised only to be cast into the lake of fire in Revelation 21, 22, will they, if we're, if we're all the more glorified, are they going to be all the more damnable? Like, are their bodies going to be like horrible? horrified versions of what they are now like it Decompose. seems like it seems like it yeah. would make mm-hmm. sense like if we if we get like body plus do they get like body minus you know that that even their experience of their bodies for the rest of eternity are damned and mm-hmm. are you know uh, horrifying so but um but in the interim the intermediate state that you mentioned that intermediate state whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it um they're in they're in hell right now, mm-hmm. experiencing agony and you know being away from the the loving presence of the Lord now, which is uh, which is terror terrifying, just mm-hmm. as 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 it is encouraging, hopeful to think about our lo- lost or our loved ones who have gone to be with the Lord, and that's so hopeful and encouraging, comforting. You know, um, it's got to be so hard. Yeah, I don't think I have really lost anyone close to me who I 
pretty sure was an unbeliever, you know, that that would just, like I said, I'm getting close with a couple, you know, grandparents and folks who you know, we care about and we love. And it's like time is running out um, yeah. that you pray for them and, and minister to them. So anyway, that's that's my. It's good. Um, so, yeah, the asker of this question, uh, Paul said that when Christ returns, the dead in Christ will be raised first. So are we dead until then? Do you guys agree? In some ways, yes. Our bodies, the body, the body is are dead. dead. The right? body is asleep. Soul, our souls cannot die. Our souls are uh, immortal. Our souls are mm-hmm. created by God for eternity. And that you know that that part of them was not affected by the fall. They they're they're here to stay. They're eternal. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. Else. Yeah. Any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Well, if it's like the answer. I, if do you have any? I've got a quick. Just this is such a good word to end on. Um, ben Dunson, contributor to Desiring God, uh, on there. He, he wrote an article um, last year entitled "What Happens to Christians When They Die," and um, but. You know, one of the things he unpacks is just what heaven will be like, and um, and I just thought this would maybe be an encouraging place to end. He says he reminds us, uh, even though the new heavens and the new earth and the resurrected, glorified bodies that we're going to be in for the long-term plan um, are going to be even better than the intermediate state in heaven. Um, which is crazy to think about, you know, Jesus calls it paradise. Like for Jesus to call it today, you're going to be with me in paradise. Um, it's got to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So the fact that even the new heavens, new earth is going to be even, even better when heaven comes down to earth. But even that intermediate heaven that we have to look forward to until Christ returns, Ben Dunson um, just reminds us of all the biblical truths. He says, heaven is where God dwells in the unapproachable light of his awesome majesty. 1 Timothy 6.16. Death is gain for believers because when we enter heaven, the place where we come into the fullness of Christ's loving presence, it'll be in a wholly new way, which is better than life itself. That's, again, Philippians 1 that Paul said. Um, It is also the place where sin, sickness, and sadness are no more, where we live in perfect fellowship with Christ forever. So, and, and he references there not just Revelation 21, but 1 Corinthians 15. So even the, the the heaven we're going to until Christ returns, there's not going to be sin, sickness, sadness. And then he's, he ends with this. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, the Apostle Paul writes of heaven that no eye has seen nor ear heard nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. In this text, we see just how much the biblical depictions of heaven, the resurrection of the body, new creation, as glorious as they are, cannot fully capture the glory that awaits believers after death. Um, uh, in, in the end, we can do little more than join Paul in marveling at the eternal delights that await us when we see our Savior face to face for the first time. As the Apostle John wrote, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. We shall indeed be changed. So um, just what beautiful, hopeful, glorious truths to remind us of 
the hope that lies in store for us that it truly is yeah. as, as much as we might lo- love these lives and we should and enjoy them like ecclesiastes 9 on sunday told us to um to live as Christ, as Christ, but to die is even better. It's gain, mm-hmm. and we should we should, in some ways, even anticipate, look forward to. You know, yeah. don't 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 cry for me when I'm gone. So, Amen. well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastors. Remember that you can submit your questions by visiting the info bar at West Hills, or by asking them online through our website at www.westhillsstl.org. If you enjoyed this week's episode, hit that like button, subscribe, and share it with a friend. And don't forget to tune in again next week where we address the question, where is my soul? Thanks so much for listening.